You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Hello again and welcome to another episode, edition... Both are right. ...of the Broadcast Geeks, coming to you live from the Quantum Realm under Mutiny Information Cafe located at... To South Broadway? That is correct. All right. I am, as usual, one of your hosts, Matt Oren. Hey, it's Midnight Mitch Jones. It sure is. I'm Jake Becker. Mm. We're, we're kind of doing like a hot round robin, because Jake has to go to the other side of the galaxy and save some... Uh, He's got to go get Ka- Carl Danvers. I'm going to help some scrolls find a place Beer. to crash. We're talking Captain Marvel on this, and we're going to fucking be spoiling it. So, I'm spoiling everything. The cat's a flarkin. His real name's Chewie, but he went by Goose in the movie for Top Gun weirdos. Uh, Gotta get those Top Gun weirdos. Oh, is that what it was? I guess that makes sense. It's a Top Gun reference, Uh, yeah. And they changed her call sign from Cheeseburger to Avengers to have a really good writing prompt in the movie, which was, I, I think that was very well done. So, was she the first Avenger? She no, is why she's why the, the Avenger was right, started. That's yeah. what I'm saying. She's the first Avenger. Captain America's the first Avenger, though. Well, she, he's the first Avenger, but she is Avenger. That's right. She probably took her call sign in. Mm-mm. Well, no, because Captain America wasn't called an Avenger back then, was he? He was a Howling Commando. Yeah, but I, that's what I mean. When Fury, he was the first the recruit. Where he's like the Avenger Initiative, right? The Protector Protocol. Well, the first Protector Initiative. Oh yeah, so that he talks to Stark, but he has. Oh yeah, you're right. He has yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he tells him. Stark he's not stable enough in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, that fucking Stan Lee tribute. The, oh, yeah, the opening? I was all teary-eyed as fuck before the movie All those cameos and yeah, movies? it was so good. Uh, and then his cameo, I think that might have been one of my favorite cameos. No, that's the, that's the biggest deal. That one and the Watcher one are the biggest deal to the movies. Because... The Watcher one, he acknowledged who he was in all the other cameos. Oh, right, and this so one. So we know he's Stan Lee mm-hmm. in all of them as, like, some kind of cosmic entity. <laughs> and then in this one, he's also Stan Lee, who in Mallrats, which script he was reading, he references creating those characters. So in this universe, he's like a god. Whoa. The, the implications of it are crazy, because that means that he exists in this universe and he is the creator of this universe. Well, but according to yeah. canon, according to canon in the in the films, he is both the creator of the things and exists alongside the things now. So he either brought them into existence or f- fictionalized them. Yeah, like it's crazy the implications of the Mallrats being in there. This is a good Kalachi. Yeah, we got them Kalachis at 
Mutant Information Cafe. <laughs> they look good. The meat they one's got good? an old major bratwurst in it. It's oh, real good. Nice. Old major, the, the yeah. deli, the, the pan, okay. With charcuterie or something? Um, yeah, so that was that was great. Stan, Stan's part. All right, wow, so Stan's a god. Stan's got to be, like, god-level character in the Mar- in the MCU, not just Marvel, but MCU. So you're saying, because he was reading the script for Kevin Smith's Mallrats... And reading real lines from Mallrats, we can extrapolate that the script's the same in 1995 when they're making... extrapolate? Extrapolate. Oh. Not with bees. Uh, <laughs> and then, um... Extrapolation! Uh, and then in those lines, he talks about creating, I, I think specifically, Hulk... And Thor. When I create- well, he talks about the Fantastic Four, I think. Yeah, but he also references characters from the oh, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 He talks about it to Brody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are his creations. Hmm. That's and really he cool. Exists. I think it's really cool that his last cameo in the MCU. No, he's got one for Endgame, right? <laughs> yeah, should. but I mean, like, I like the the last film, the, the last film one, and it's gonna be it's making him really like an omnipotent being in the universe. Is he not in uh, Far From Home? I don't think they had a cameo for him from Far From. They might have. I know they filmed seven of them ahead of time. Either way, this was a really nice. Yeah. Thanks, Stan, and and in oh, in the so Marvel cool. uh, opening credit showing all his all his cameos. Uh, it was pretty awesome. The de-aging on Sam L. Jackson is the first time it hasn't looked really weird at all. There were, like, no moments. There were a couple moments. It didn't bother me ever. I thought it looked really good. But they have so much footage of him. That's what I realized is that he's kind of... there were from, moments where, where uh, Coulson didn't look... Coulson didn't look that great, but I also think his was mostly, like, a hairpiece and de-wrinkling. <laughs> Whereas, like, Sam L., Like, they took shape yeah, off tight, his yeah, face. Yeah, 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 like, they really changed the way he looked. Mm. But... When I was thinking about it at home, I was like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense, though, because most of these movie stars at the de-age weren't just, like, outrageously famous at the age they're trying to de-age them, too. Whereas we're lucky that there's, what, four movies from 1995 with footage of Sam Jackson for them to base all that off of? And I like how they um, they tease the eye early on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. I like that he drives a 95 SS Impala, because that scene in the movie where he switches to his personal car is immediately what I knew what year it took place. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Not music cues or any of that. I was like, it's better be 1995, because that's a 1995 Impala. It's got a taillight busted out, too, which really upsets me. Why? Because they're filming a fucking Marvel movie. Nobody can go get a goddamn bulb for that taillight. Maybe that was the point. Maybe it was a plot twist. It's a brand new car. <laughs> it's a brand new car in the movie. Those lights were good. Maybe that was an Easter egg, and we're going to have a... Hey, have you got when he was racing around, he hit a, he hit a what, car. Yeah, what, when he pulls into the the mountain complex in the Impala at the, the beginning same of the movie, one from the Avengers. The, the right side tail lights, the inside lights up. That's the same uh, facility where they go in the Avengers. Yeah. And it's leveled to the ground by the fucking Loki and the Tesseract. Hell yeah. It seemed kind of weird how Fury was dressed and how he acted in the, in the, the role to the end where he had the, the sweater and, and then the cross um, belts. The, the, the Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, belts. The yeah, like, the like, they, like it's like he became Nick Fury as a result of one losing the eye and two going to space 
Well, and in, in, in like having the concrete realization that there's aliens and space wars and huge threats and that his job had like way bigger implications than him and Colson farting around fucking arresting people. So let's let's get to the chase here. So I, Cree and, and Skrulls. Yeah. And Skrulls. They 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 continued the storyline. So the Kree are always kinda kinda shitty and kind of elitist. In the MCU. Yeah. Not in in the comics the Kree are like humans. So there's good Kree, there's bad Kree, mm-hmm. they're but like their space force is good. It's more like the Green Lantern Corps in the comics. Mm-hmm. Isn't and Carol part of Sword in the comics? Yeah, she becomes part she of Sword. She becomes part of Sword. Mm. But the the Kree are kind of just trying to like regulate the whole galaxy kind of in a simplistic mm-hmm. 70s way of viewing space. And then but they have vilified them in, in humans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to all all extent that they can. Any way that they can vilify the Kree, they do. Yeah. They make sure all the Kree are blue-skinned, villain Kree, and in Guardians of the Galaxy. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, they deal with individual Kree. On S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agents... Or on S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans, they deal with, like, oh, the, the Kree government as an organization fucking Earth. Yeah. Like, the Kree government is running Terragenesis fucking experiments so that they can get a weapon to fight the Skrulls. But in Guardians, they fight Ronin. Right, but Ronan's Ronan. Ronan isn't Ronan and 19 guys that back him up as the government that is sanctified by right. the Kree. <clears throat> like, yeah. Ronan's just a bad apple. That's what I mean. So Guardians of the Galaxy shows them as bad people because he's bad, but again, that's that's kind of, that lines up with the comics. Ronan's bad in the comics. It, is, there's bad Kree. There's just the, the is shield. Is Yondu a Kree? Mm. Uh, no, that's a different race. They're just both blue. Okay. But so there's some blue Cree and then there's some that look like humans, like like, like Ke- uh, yeah. Jude Law yeah. and uh Marvel. Yeah. But that's in the kind of like right here. I, I wish Nate was here because in the comics I'm pretty sure that's more attributed to the fact that they do like societies that they save and stuff, they bring them in as Cree. Mm. And then they they will train you to be like a part of their space force and deal with them and stuff. Yeah, because so, they like Romans, like like Romans his whole his whole group looked Romans different when they ran it. Like that girl, I forget her name, the the sniper Minerva. Yeah, Minerva. Yeah, but they're like classically Cree. Like there's people with Cree bloodlines and there's people who are like Cree by nationality. So I noticed they de-aged uh, Ronan and. Uh, Oh, yeah, a little bit. Are those like supposed to be liver spots that he has or something? Like, what, what, he, does, he didn't have him in the movie. From a fight or something? No, yeah, he know. puts on. It's like juggalo paint. Oh. He puts that on in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan's really? down with yeah. the clown. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude, he's fucking till he's dead in the ground. <laughs> uh, no, like I always would be like Ronan, space juggalo. Like that's what he looks like to me in Guardians of the Galaxy. But the and the scroll are like definitively bad in the comics. Right, they the secret invasion. They There's, take over. Well, even before Secret Invasion, like the Super Scroll and Fantastic, like they've always been bad. Like there's not really any stories that I'm at all aware of where the scroll are any kind of sympathetic people. But the movie did a good job of like spinning it as a refugee story that they're running from the Kree. And so totally is that is that what they're doing now? That the scrolls? Yeah, totally. The scrolls are refugees. The refugees or? that aren't even part of Earth's story now because Captain Marvel is helping them find a new planet to make home. So that gets, that gets that gets rid of any too. kind of secret invasion. Yeah, unless they 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 do a turn later on. Well, yeah, but that would be. 
Yeah, we stayed here. It, it, there'd have to be some really weird, shuffly storytelling to get them bad again and back on our side of the galaxy. Like Captain Marvel stole one of their kids or something. Like, or maybe this was just a pocket of like sympathetic. Uh, yeah, but scrolls. No, again, they've they've just launched comic series about the mm. scrolls and like their whole plight of needing a new. That's too bad. And, I mean, I kind of like the idea of a secret invasion and shapeshifters, but I yeah, mean, but now the Kree are just definitely fucking evil. So there is a space enemy to be had always. But they were like, let's not fuck with Earth for a while. For a while? Only in the 90s. What was it, C-53? Yeah. C-53. Well, I mean, it's weird because we just kind of started talking about the movie. We didn't even bring up the hero herself, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. She just starts off, want to fight. It's like, yo, want to fight? I can't sleep. Oh, Funko did fuck the horse again. What do you mean? It was Jan Rog. Jude Law played Jan Rog. Yeah. Yeah, Funk, right. Funko's over and over and over. Funko and Lego are like the two biggest offenders for just letting I know, that's why I can't. Well, who did we think him. he was going to be? I mean, they they said he was going to be Marvel forever. Hmm. And then they put out their toy thing in like July that showed that he was Jan Rog. And it was Annette Benning. Which but, was a cool move. Yeah. And like. She had pretty much the same name as the guy when she was running Pegasus, and so I was like, I got I got giddy about that as soon as she came into the. Well, well and, you know, like I was saying, I guess to you earlier, uh, I think that the movie achieved certain things really well. The, uh, the Tesseract. Whole, well, I'm talking about even on a a social level. Oh yeah, just it was really empowering. You know, I saw I saw uh, a parent. Go with two young girls. Nice. See the movie. Oh yeah. And I think they could walk out of that being like, I want to be a pilot, or I want to be. Yeah. I want to be. Yeah. You know whatever. And uh, I thought I thought a lot of how they pulled it off was really good. Her her uh, her friend, the other pilot. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty. Awesome. I thought that was awesome. I also thought that was like the like for all the ham fisted lesbian relationships I've seen in all the fucking superhero shit we watch. That one would have been real natural. Yeah. They really had good chemistry yeah. and were like raising that kid together. Yeah. And but they didn't. Nope. But it wouldn't even have to have been a lot the way they were telling the story because the insomnia and stuff. She just had to look a little bit more disappointed and there had to be like a flashback of a kiss. And that would have been a good move, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's just something I thought when I was watching. I was like, that. This is like Although the most natural I, relationship to have them be lovers I've seen in any of these shows. I did find it pretty irresponsible of that lady to go up in space, <laughs> leaving her daughter. I mean, with her parents, but <laughs> I mean, I realized the opportunity, and yeah, you know what? I was that, say you also don't have any of the brain defects that make you want to be a test pilot. They needed, you know, they <laughs> they needed her, yeah, because she got them out alive. Yeah, um, yeah, I and mean, there was there was some scenes I was going to make a joke about. Uh, uh, the Kessel Run when they were going through yeah. the rocks. It just I don't know. That's why I started whistling the Star Wars music right after the movie. It made me think of that. Yeah, the the canyon where they were like, yeah, we have flying that big ship like that. I don't, I don't know. It's pretty close to confirmation that there's multiple cosmic cubes like in the books. So that's what Mitch and I were talking about. So she she gets her power from the core of the ship. 
she gets her power from the Tesseract. No, because she, they're going to the, the Tesseract is on the lab. Which is cool. Right, but that's that's what was powering, the, that is the core. The core so when remote. she blew up the ship. She blew up like the transponder the, for it. She was getting all the energy that the Tesseract was feeding it. All right, so, so the Tesseract, the Tesseract fed her. Yeah. So, all right, but the Tesseract is the space stone. No, one That's of you said. one, one the of the sp- Tesseracts yeah. had the space stone. Or the cosmic cube that's named Tesseract in the MCU has the space stone. There's eight cosmic cubes. Well, she says it's a Tesseract in well, the movie. That could be the name of the cosmic cube then. Well, but that's, still, that's the word they used in the Thor movie. She also right. used it as a uh, light speed drive, even though we know it's already a teleportation device. So it's right. probably one that's of the light other. Speed. It's probably one. No. Or space. Light, light speeds travel. Teleportation is going matter it's here. It's so fast there. that it's like you're teleporting. No. It'd still take us like nine years to go across the known universe. Well, but right, so then the Tesseract, a space stone yeah, could that's do that. Light speed. <laughs> you're teleporting. No, a space stone no, could teleport you know, from can... one side of space to the other. But when you're in the uh, in, when you're in the tube, I guess you experience it as. Yeah. No, the light speed drive is going at light speed, which is you know we can see like dead stars. Yeah. That's because their light's still traveling to us even though they blew up millions of years ago. So that's very far away. Teleporting is when you transfer matter from here to that distance immediately through quantum physics. Is well, that what you're doing? But no. that could, it could light, be. Light speed. Because look, look, you have space and you can just fold up to the two parts of space and then just go from one point it is, but to light, the same but point light, but light but doesn't do that and that's no, what but we the stone based, might. but that's what we base light speed on which is the drive she built oh, I, yeah. light, okay, so. light travels from point A to point B teleportation is just going showing up from point A to point B with no linear path she just created a vessel to harness the stone's energy to travel through space yeah but there's, the other stones have different properties and that there's eight cosmic cubes in the books and the cosmic cube was renamed as the Tesseract mm. and Adam Warlock had to get all eight of them as Magus to take down uh, Thanos at the end of the whole thing and control right. yeah so this leads us to believe especially since Howard Stark has the Tesseract at this point no. Yes, he does. He took it after he found it on the ocean floor, and yeah. then he started working so he on Project her. Pegasus. But so he let her have it in space. He worked on Pe- Project Pegasus and got with her, up, and, got and then he off. got killed on uh, September sixteenth. But it's December sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. Y- yeah, but I think it's still under control by him in, in like the timeline. Yeah, but if if he's dead in nineteen ninety one, working on Project Pegasus, because in Iron Man two. Doesn't he ask for Pegasus plans? Yeah, he asked for Pegasus plans. So, but that's, and that's the, all in with his dad's stuff. That's for the Quinjet, right? That's for the new core. Okay, yeah, yeah. For his yeah. chest. Because they asked for it for Quinjet plans at some point, too. Right. Maybe on Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because the Quinn's the five jet version of the one that was right, in the movie. Right, the quad jet. Yeah. So when. But, so, so but the Tesseract still. So then Fury has that Tesseract. And then that's the one that goes to Thor? Yeah. How? Because, so they found it in the... Oh, oh sorry. Jesus shit. fucking Christ. All right, pause all good. Pause all good. We're all good. We're all good. Pause. See, we just teleported to this other side of the conversation, and it was like light speed, Jake. <laughs> okay. No, <man>. actually... Uh... <laughs> But so, so you're saying that this is not the Tesseract that holds the Space Stone? No. 
It's not. It has to be. It does not have to be. It's one of the other eight cosmic cubes. That's is necessary. that confirmed? Is this like an Agent of Shield thing or an Agent Carter? No, thing? it's like confirmed by the books, and it makes sense for the storytelling going forward in the End Game because that makes there be a way in the universe to defeat Thanos that has actually been written before. Because so Magus, gonna... Warlock split himself. Magus had to get all of the cosmic cubes to build his gauntlet to beat Thanos. Okay. So maybe when the Captain Marvel comes back and explains to the Avengers how she got her power, and they deduce that there's multiple cosmic cubes, then some other lore comes into play about how they can defeat Thanos by getting more of these tesseracts. Maybe. All right. Or maybe she's. Well, you said. Or that'll come into play in Phase Four, where there's multiple tesseracts. Uh, so but all the, the 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 engine exploded and gave her Carol her powers. She, yes. Right. She, she absorbed, absorbed all of the energy. Yes. And did they say that they absorb? She absorbed Marvel's DNA as well. No, she gets it from Yon Rog. Yon Rog gave her blood when she was brought back to the planet because right. he didn't want her waking up with all that power as a tool for someone else. So he infused it. He gave her a blood transfusion so she could live on. Because when he asks that scroll, pretending to be her, uh-huh. who gave you blood? Right. And, and she pauses and he and he shoots and says, "It was me. I gave it's you." Yeah. Okay. Well, so if that core, if the core was the tesseract and was powering the warp engine, why do they need the warp engine to get to the lab if the tesseract was already on the lab? Because of how how time crunched they were, they could have gotten there in any spacecraft. The doctor was running to get there before shit went down because she knew somebody was coming she to get her. She needed That's why she way. said she shouldn't have brought the girl. She should have flown herself, even though the test pilots were telling their boss, like, you're not flying anywhere without us in that thing. And she didn't want to argue, so she let her best pilot fly her out. And it was a bad move. Yeah, but Carol fucking landed that plane like a boss. Well, yeah, the movie would have been real short if she hadn't. <laughs> but, like, she, the hatch blew and they were stuck in it. And they didn't even lose consciousness when they hit the beach. That's, yeah. some, that's some tough Hell ladies. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, you'd expect Marvell to make it through that. I don't know about Carol. Carol. Yeah, Your blood's well, blue. Test pilot. I, I but was, obviously, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, I thought that was funny when it was like, I was like, she said all that stuff about the Cree, and then uh, Carol was just like, I'd say you're delirious, but we should got shot out of the sky by a spaceship, <laughs> and your blood is blue. Yeah. And then Sam Jackson had a similar moment. He's like, I didn't believe it either until, <laughs> until I, you know, shot this one. Yeah, I, it was good. Uh, and then... We had a, a altercation in our theater. Oh uh, yeah, we during the scene. So we see the pager beeping, and then it stops. And then they're like, "We don't know what's going on." And they look at these cylinders or the, the, these tubes. Well, they've got they've got it hooked up to a back backup power supply, so they wouldn't lose signal after they found it, so that the pager wouldn't run out of battery and gotcha. quit transmitting. Oh. And it quits transmitting, even though it's hooked up to the power supply and nothing's wrong. And that's why they're looking at all that shit. They're checking kind of the machinery what dialed. Okay, because, I mean, they... But the big reveal when is it, that When it dialed, she... Steve's got his beard. Yeah, right. I saw that. Okay, well, in the time jump and all the trailers, Steve doesn't have his beard, but he has it, like, right after the snap. So that means Marvel shows up pretty quick after the snap. Right. 
Well, yeah, because they're watching. That's the only real. They're watching the numbers of yeah. populations diminish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we know that it's, it's gonna. She be shows up. She's just instantaneous. She has to be powered well, by the space stuff. Well, no, cause, instantaneous because they've had time to find Fury's pager where he went missing. Right. Get it back. The yeah. signal went out pretty quick before they, he it, faded the dust. Oh, they, so you're saying that she was on up. the way as soon as she got the fucking page. Maybe it just didn't get to her? Right, and the difference is, is she can probably only fly <clears throat> at light speed. So it God took her a it. while to travel God across the universe because she can't teleport. She might be able to. Well, well no, fuck but like, a you know, like Nightcrawler would have gotten a page and been like, poof. And then I'm here, bitches. Good Bugman's house. Carol had to be like, shit, Fury needs to be fucking it. So she she doesn't need to breathe in space because nope. at the end of the movie she didn't have her helmet on. Nope. It's Cree blood. Cree blood. But at the beginning, they had the. She was like. But certain like, members of the Space Force aren't Cree. They're just Cree by nationality. And they wouldn't need to, like, give a blood transfusion to somebody who lived on, like, an adjacent planet who could handle the atmosphere where they trained and stuff. I have a question. <laughs> so they, like, went to that planet where all the Skrulls were pretending to be other aliens, right? Yeah. Yeah, that fringe planet, the whatever right. border planet. And then they. What happens? They were fucking like. They were trying to find a dude. They were trying to find the dude who had information, and then he had they turned. jettisoned out of the ship, right? Well, he turned, oh no, no, no! He turned an attack. That's right, and then they took her onto her ship because the crew are fucking evil. So that guy got told by the refugees, like, oh, so he actually he wasn't. He wasn't a scroll. He was. No, he people. was just turned. He, well, he, he was he, a scroll. He was a scroll. But they they hypothesize when they get back, like. The reason he knew the code was that they they ripped into his brain. Oh, yeah. Like, well, no, they didn't. He told him the code because he he sympathized with the refugees. Bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or they ripped it out of his brain. How? With the machine they had Carol in. Yeah, but I th- that one like captain of their military had that. I wonder if like just refugees on random planets have brain reading scanners. I actually really liked that scene yeah. where she's reliving her memories and you could hear them talking. They're like, wait, 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 go back. Rewind that. Yeah. You know, and then she sees the same thing just from uh, over and over. Yeah. Just like, I, I liked how that, that was done. That was cool. That was really cool. I, I feel like she went from just like, eh, I don't know, to like completely overpowered. She took the disc. Well, she was overpowered the whole time. As soon as they showed the disc, I was like, yeah. I know what they're doing. Yeah, it's that disc that Thor always had on. keeping her regulating her. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So she's the sh- strongest Avenger. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, assuming that she does have powers related to the Tesseract, mm. does that mean that she, she has an edge over Thanos? No, because he controls the power of it. He has the power of a space stone that was hidden inside of a tesseract. There's only six singularities. Right, but there's... He he doesn't necessarily have the tesseract's power. He has something that was hidden in a tesseract. Okay. An infinity stone. Yeah, but he didn't get the Eye of Agamotto. He got the time stone. Which... Is you, get, you get what I'm saying? In the MCU, they're one and the same. They're not, though. It's something that's contained inside of another. So the Eye of Agamotto is powered your, by Your the, car isn't just gasoline, stone. but I could steal it and use some gas. 
So you're saying that even though the eye of Agamotto was fucking crushed, yeah, to to get the stone because the eye, but then like the whole thing of the eye of Agamotto's powers are gone. He's just got the time stone, which is in a way or, no different than the soul stone. It takes something yeah. to sacrifice to get but the, the stone. tesseract. So that might have been why that tesseract had more power and was able to just transport or do things like that. But he took. The, the stone from the Tesseract. I don't know, man. You're going to introduce multiple Tesseracts in the last movie of your saga? Do they? Do yeah, they, their saga's going to go for a long time. Do they talk about the Tesseract as far as how it gets its power? No, they've been vague about it. That's why people are like excited. Like they, They're still doing the cosmic Well, no, the stone is multiples. It's in a it. House. The stone is in the Tesseract. Is the in tesseract a is Tesseract. Not a stone. Right. But that, but that would imply that's that a, that's oh, a weird yeah. delineation. That's no, no, no. But brain. that would imply, based on precedent, yeah. that the uh, tesseract's power comes from the stone. Well, it could have been more. That could have been. That's what I was just saying. That could have been why it was able to teleport instead of just have immense energy, have enough energy to uh, manipulate the quantum realm, right? And teleport through the quantum realm, mm. moving point A to point B quantumly through quantum entanglement. Instead of doing Don't it through throw your speed. quantum lays at me. No, wow. because that ties into the movies. That's the Ant Man shit and him being in the quantum realm and like it all quantum does. Entanglement is like a point could be at two places. Uh, yeah, something can be at two places but that's, at once. That's and that's how we'll have to eventually they hypothesize make teleportation work because you'll have to manipulate. Like you'll have to make your matter line up with matter somewhere else, extinguish this one, and have it transfer. All right. All right. Yeah. We're talking about Captain Marvel, Carlos Madrid. So maybe oh, there's. No. Maybe there's some kind of maybe there's some kind of cube that Ant Man finds in the the quantum realm that helps him get out. The power of that is able to boot up the system that nobody's running for him behind. Or there's there's so much possibility. That's why it is a cool writing utensil because then the next phase can be more of like an Infinity Watch Warlock kind of thing. Because they've killed it being Secret Invasion. Yeah. They've pretty much killed House of M. There's a strong rumor now that at the end of this phase, it'll be Illuminati to bring in... Yeah, I read about that. Xavier. And yeah. That would be a good way to bring in Well, because the then they can justify that Fury's been helping X hide all these mutant kids from the Avengers the mm-hmm. whole time. Ooh. But that means they're going to have to bring in Mariner. Yeah. Namor. That'd be cool. That would be a good introduction. Hey, man. Now that Marvel's seen that... Aqua-based superheroes can make a billion dollars. They're like, what do y'all think about the ocean? For the record, I did. I just watched that movie recently for the first time. I was yeah. going to watch it tonight. Aquaman. It's actually fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. I want to check it out. Yeah, I had a good time with it. I, uh, I don't, I don't mind Jason Momoa. I, I think he's fine as. I didn't like Amber Heard. She was kind of boring. Um. I don't know. I see. I feel like I have issues with all these women in these movies, but <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. I really don't. Matt hates women. I don't. Just bad ones at acting. I don't. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. I didn't. I, like, did you think Brie Larson had a strong acting performance? Yeah, dude, she I, has an Alicia Silverstone esque charm. No, I I actually I said something to That's Carlos fair. who just walked in the room about this earlier today. And I don't know if this is something I'm spoiled to, and they did too well of a job on, but there were three Air Force bases in the town where I grew up and, and the academy. Uh, pilots talk corny as fuck. All, all pilots that are really high on themselves 
They they do say catchphrases to each other in public and shit. I like bet. they are corny, corny people. I like bet. that dude that was like, you know why they call it the cockpit? Yeah. Man. Yo, dude, I, I you can you can go <laughs> overhear that to any Panera bread on the south end of Colorado Springs right now. Really? So, oh yeah. Just guys right guys now. saying stuff like higher, further, faster to each other with it's like, yeah. All right, faster. you want a Danish? I'm getting cheese. You're like, what? Like what a bunch friends. of tools! And then you see their flight insignia. Yeah, I grew up in Albuquerque, and there's a base there. Yeah, and they're tools. Yeah, they are. Once you're around them, you're like, I just uh, there's a bunch of jarheads. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I really believed her. Yeah, but I, I and I read that online, and I think that's valid. And I think they almost did too good of a job. They went like a step past Top Gun in making. <laughs> no, I mean her arrogance was obviously warranted because she's she's, she's a badass pilot who flew an experimental ship. But acting arrogant and then saying corny lines, I just didn't done well comes also good, across as I pretty suppose. flat acting. <laughs> Overall, I it was a good movie. I like the uh, I like the little Easter egg when she was going through all of her suit permeations. Yeah. All the different Easter eggs there, all the different covers they showed, and then the Shazam one. The light up one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great cover. But did you notice when they went to the Shazam one, where they did her whole color white with the gold going down the middle? Mm, what? There's a there's one of the flashes when they go to the solid red and white one. Oh, it's awesome. It's like decidedly a Shazam suit. Like it's it looks like she has the white rag around the neck. I didn't notice thing. that. It was it was a cool nod. We did see a Shazam trailer. Oh, I'm so stoked. Psyched. We're seeing it on Thursday, folks. Um, hmm. And if you want to hear some exclusive spoilers, meet me and Jake on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> That's where me and Mitch surf the internet with all the lights off. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a dark web we weave. Oh, goodness. All right. Is Nate coming? I don't think so. All right. Well, I don't feel good about leaving you guys two to do it that's on your a, own, but we'll okay. finish up. We got we, I, I we go. talked about all we needed to talk about. I love you guys. Thank you. Excelsior for me. All right. We'll, we'll finish up later. Peace, guys. Uh, peace. Have a good one. You, you too. too. All right, Mitch. Well, is there any any other thoughts you want to throw on that? Um. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um. Questions. I think is she's totally powered by the Tesseract. Now that Jake's gone, <laughs> we can talk in confidence. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Let me get the mic and um, tell me what you have to say. Let's hear your be, argument. I won't be silenced, Jake. Let's hear your argument no. for this. <laughs> um, well, it just, she absorbed all that energy, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about multiple stones. I feel like that's a Tesseract that we've seen and that there's a stone. That's... Uh, I don't remember how Thor gets the, how they get it on Asgard. Do they give it to him for safekeeping? So does Ronin come for it? Is that a wrong movie? They, I don't know how it gets to Earth originally. Well, it but this might be it. No, it gets to Earth originally because it's on Earth at the beginning oh, of Captain America. Captain America, because Red Skull, Skull finds it, right? And he takes it in the forties, right. okay, and then it. At the end of that movie, it burns through the fucking floor of the airplane, falls to the ocean floor. Yes. And Howard Stark has it. Yes. He finds it in the little submarine with the Lego hands. (laughs) And then they experiment. They didn't say when that was, but we assume it was like right after fucking Steve went down in. Which was in the mid 40s? 45. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right before or maybe it was 43. Because maybe it has... I don't know. Early 40s. It wasn't... That wasn't what ended the war. That was what ended the Red Skull. Right. So... So Stark gets it in, what, the 50s, 60s? Let's call it maybe the 50s. Okay. So they experiment on it. And then it kind of just goes missing. I mean, it doesn't just go missing, but we'd have no maybe account of it. gave it to Marvell. Well, I don't know when she came here. It's because of those plans in Iron Man 2 where he says, give me the give me the blueprints for, he says, the Goliath Project, mm-hmm. which is referenced in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. And then he says Pegasus. Which is Captain Marvel. Right. And then there's some other thing. Okay. But, so I'm thinking that Stark had it and he kept experimenting on it and then he gets killed in 91 Howard yeah Howard by Bucky right wait is that when Bucky kills him is it 91 yep December 16th 1991 okay but that brings that brings up the question of uh yes um Just brings up the question of what the fuck. Where was the Tesseract at the beginning of Thor? That's what we need to figure out. Because. I might have to go back and watch Thor. Thor. Truly isn't that great of a movie. It's alright. Wasn't it? No, it was in. Didn't they put the Tesseract in or Odin's throne room? Yeah, but that means they got it in the in the first or second movie. That's right. But I don't remember how they got it. Did those robots use it? No. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, we need some kind of historian, some kind of Marvel historian. I'm working on it. Well, I didn't say the internet. I said a Marvel historian. I am a Marvel historian. <laughs> I'm a top fan. Yeah, so I. It just says that the Tesseract appears in a post-credit scene. Fury says may hold untold power. So the the cube doesn't even appear until the post-credit scene of. Captain America? No, Thor. Uh, of Thor. And then, well, Captain America came out after. After, not after Thor. Yeah, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Was that right? And went Iron Man, Incredible Hulk. Those came out in the same year. And then Iron Man 2 came out in 2010. And then 2011 was Thor. And 2011 was also Captain America, First, first Avenger. Avenger. And then 2012 was Avengers. No, didn't... Uh, I was going to say, didn't Winter Soldier come out before the Avengers? I think Winter Soldier is in 2000... I want to say... 13? 13 or 14. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, yeah, that would put the Avengers before it. So maybe... Howard Stark just had it locked away for 20, 30 years. 40 years almost. At some point he meets, what was her name, Lawson? No, uh, Dot. Wendy. Dot, Dot, 
Dalton. Lars. It wasn't Lars. It was lost. Mark Bell. It was so close to what uh, to Brie Larson's last name. Right. It was like Lawson or Dawson. I think it was Marvell. Yeah, Marvell. All right, so wait a minute, though. Um, Howard Stark works with Peggy Carter. Works with S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. So wouldn't S.H.I.E.L.D. know about it then? Wouldn't Fury have known about it because of being on S.H.I.E.L.D. and unless it's above his, his clearance? I don't know. I guess the real question is when, what year does Howard Stark find the Tesseract? Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying. During those middle decades, he's kicking it with Peggy Carter, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. She's all Shield, yeah. That's when it becomes Shield. Yep. All right. Well, we have questions. So if you have the answers, let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we do. You have the answers. Let us know. We do. Um, I was going to say, it was great, man. I'll see it again. And I think it was a perfectly serviceable superhero movie. Yeah. I don't know if I go to the theaters again to see it. I don't think there was anything really special about it from a cinema standpoint. Her glowing... And messing stuff up was pretty cool. Yeah, she is very powerful. Do you think she's she's powerful? I think enough she's to o- fight? I think she's OP. Yeah, she's powerful enough to fight. Now, Thanos. does her energy diminish? I guess that's like re- waiting to be seen. It should. Maybe that's what it is. And does she have to be near it, like a like a lantern, to recharge it? Maybe. She has to be near the crash site or whatever. I mean, she was near the Tesseract uh, at the lab, but they never showed any indication that her power was affected by it. That's true. But one case, I guess, for her powers not being of the Tesseract is that it had the, the thing that, like... Depowered her. Is that the same regulator thing? Regulator chip? Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> the restraining bolt. Yeah. We're talking Star Wars. <laughs> Is that the same thing that they put on Thor and uh, in Ragnarok? Ragnarok and took away his godlike powers. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I'm gonna research this and find out no, when sure. Howard Stark found the cube. And I guess, you know what? We don't have that long to wait until Endgame comes out. We have a month. Is it officially in April now? Yes. Yeah. They made that announcement last year that it would be in April. They were going to do early May. But they wanted to, I think, separate it. April 26th. Yeah, they wanted to separate it from May 4th because that's a Star Wars thing. (laughs) May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th. Let's be with you. <laughs> you see any good trailers? We saw good trailers, right? Um, I don't know. I don't really think the trailers that we saw were that interesting. Seth Rogen's back, and he's more Seth Rogen-y than ever. Yeah, and who's he? Who's he? Charlize Theron. Yep. You know that movie actually looks. I'll, I'll watch that movie. Yeah. Not in the theater, but I'll, I'll watch it when it, when it's available on on TV. It's probably going to be a cute, funny movie. Yeah. It'll be like knocked up. Or uh, uh, almost along the lines uh, of an upscale, like 
Working Girl, or uh, uh, they even made a reference to oh, yeah. um, Richard Pretty Gere, Woman. Pretty Woman. You're, she's Richard Gere, and you're Julia Roberts. <laughs> was that Michael Pena? No. I don't think he was in that. Shit and everything else. Um, what? There was no... There was that Missing Link, which I had seen a few times because I go to kids' movies. Yeah. That was it. You saw it already? No, I saw the trailer. I mean, oh. there was Hobbs, it's... Hobbs and Shaw, the modern day Tango and Cash, but that looks like pretty funny. And stuff. As a person that doesn't want to, so are they part of the Fast and Furious universe, yeah. or is it just the producers? It's of a Fast cinematic and universe, man. Uh, all right. So, but I'm saying though, is that is The Rock the same character from the Fast and the Furious movies? And so is Statham. Oh, he was in those two? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. I think he's in like two or three of them. I've only seen one or two of them. Uh, okay. Well, I have a radio transmission from Mr. Baker. Chris was going to make it. Nate was going to make it. We'll reconvene. I don't think we'll, re- we'll record after we see the sneak preview of Shazam. You might as well. Well, the next episode's 150, so we should try to all be together. Oh, that's fair. I mean, we'll eat a cake, and we'll record. <laughs> but, um, uh, shit. Uh, Baker says that he loved it. Captain Marvel he's talking about. He says he loved it, and he's feeling like they got her character perfect. Hmm? I like Brie Larson. Like I said earlier, she's got an Alicia Silverstone-esque charm. She, you know what? Once you said that, uh, I, I was on board. I, I, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that reference. I don't know. There was just a couple of moments where I didn't, I did, I did take her seriously, and and I understand that that was the point. Like she was. Uh, she was making jokes as a deflection tool or whatever, but I don't, I don't know. That you know, part where she drops the, the the handle breaks off of the, the lunchbox. The lunchbox. That was funny. And she's like, "Whoop! I could have swore I put it in there." Yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> that was <really> funny. <laughs> the fight scenes were good, even the practice fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, honestly, I, I Marvel hasn't put out a bad movie in this in this MCU, so. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and, and you know, she said at the end of the movie when Jan Rog is, that was pretty funny when, like, he was just like, you got to turn your powers off and face me, hand to hand. Yeah. She just Indiana jones <laughs> yeah. him. She just blasted him right into the fucking rock. That was so great. And then when she, she got, she said, what? She's like, I don't have anything to prove to you. Grabs him and drags him through the fucking desert and then tells so the supreme intelligence is evil, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's evil as much as righteous in its mission. Like, it believes what it's doing is what needs to be done. So it's kind of like Ultron? Mm, maybe. Oh, fuck. Oh. That would be... Yeah, but then Ultron doesn't get created until... Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, it, it has a plan, and I don't, know if, I don't know if it thinks of good and right and wrong. I think it... it because it's, you know, even though it's uh, intelligent, it must be sentient, right? I don't know if it um, thinks in terms of, like, well... 
you know, uh, this is the we need to do this. I, I think it thinks in hardline terms of this is this is what the logical set of steps is, and this is how we get to it. Mm-hmm. This is what we do to achieve what what our our outcome is, our desired outcome, and that means killing all the squirrels because they're vermin and, and whatever else. Because I, I got confused at the end because when. When Captain Marvel is, they like force her to go into the supreme intelligence, and it's just like talking about exterminating the scrolls. Marvel was like, "Yeah, we got to get you onto this cloaked ship and get you a fuck out of here." That yeah. kind of stuff. Maybe she knew that the tesseract was on Earth and came to find it, and just hmm. I don't know. We're going to talk about time travel in the next movie, because supposedly she can. That was, I don't know, Nick, uh, I almost called him Nick Fury. Sam Jackson. Oh, just said deflecting, he was, just lying? He was, said he was fucking with people just to, like, for the sake of it, to get people talking, I guess. Well, it worked. Um, I don't know. So she... She's here to kick some ass. And the ass Maybe she kicked. Names. Yeah. She didn't yeah. take too many names. She just kicked ass. The suit looked good with the helmet. She really did. She blew through like two dozen of, <laughs> of his guard. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they're either not good fighters or I don't know. But I feel like she, she beat the Kree just as much as she beat the Skrulls. Now... So if Carol gets, I mean, she did. She plowed through everyone. Everyone. There was a even point. before she knew she had that kind of power. Yeah. So when she took the chip out, she fucking flew through a sh- like a ship. Yeah. Like just end to end and just right through it, splitting it in half, <laughs> making, it, making it go boom in space. Yep. Enough that she stood in front of Ronan, flexed, and he's like, "All right, let's go back. We should go home." We should get out of here. <laughs> we should re- retreat back to the jump pad, yeah. whatever it was. I like that effect. Those yeah. hexagonal uh, tiles that like the, 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 the jump. That's what it looked like in Guardians, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. That was Guardians cool, too. I don't. Know. It would have been great if she would have been like just like, like just flip them, them off, off. <laughs> <laughs> or like. <laughs> right, something like I just did the uh, like the Jack in the Box with the finger. Well, that's what Peter Quill does when he's. Oh, that's the, right. All right, but she fucking just like she did one of those like she give me your yeah. lunch money nerds like pounding her fist. She she kind of flexed. She kicks ass. All right, man. I'm ready to kick ass. And Ronan is like, "Yep, yeah, we should go. We uh, should go. We should. I have this hammer. <laughs> all right, well." I think uh, we, we pretty much covered it, unless you got something more you want to... I liked it, man. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll cover it several more times, yeah, especially yeah. when we Jeff have a full roster. Jeff needs to see it. We'll recap uh, next week. Um, did you watch the new Doom Patrol? Um, yes. Episode four? Yes, although I might have fallen asleep during part of it. Mm. What, what was it? Do you remember? I didn't watch it yet. Oh, okay. So I was just asking to see if you could tell us about it. I don't remember what happens. There was there was killing. Is that the Paraguay one? No, that was the one before the puppet. That was a good one. I like the puppet one. They go to the puppet. Yeah, those little like. Doo, doo, doo. But Cliff, 
pulls people apart. Yeah, he fucking like rips arms he off, bodies people, yeah. and that freaks out Jane. Cult Patrol. That's the Cult one. Patrol. Yes. Oh, it's the book. It's um, this couple is there. This they have this boy Elliot, and all they show is this boy every year, and they have a birthday party, and they sing happy birthday and give him a cake, and every year he's got like these tattoos on him. And uh, he goes, when can I save the world? And she's like, oh, it's the, not yet. The book's not ready. Um, and when he turns 18, or close to it, I should say, before, the, the, the father's like, you're not, you're, you're not, um, you need to run. Like, you're not a hero. And uh, then the wife kills him. And it, they're like a dark cult. And they're waiting for the boy to turn 18 so that somebody, I don't remember who, can read the inscriptions on his body and, and make him like some kind of a evil weapon. Hmm. And they they kind of get him out. That's and cool. I don't remember all of it. I should watch it again. I was in a little bit of a haze the other night when I was watching it and I fell asleep in the middle. Sometimes that happens. Well, you know, I've been dormant for the last few weeks at home and uh, watching TV really takes it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. It's not like that. It feels good to be out. Dark Knight Rises, you put that knee brace on and I yeah. could kick through some bricks. Not like that at all. Not like that. No. Oh, man. I watched the Orville, and I can't... It's forbidden to talk about it, apparently. Yeah, Badger's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but let me sell you on a story. I Have you watched any of it? I've watched the first two episodes when it first came on, mm. and then I stopped. Okay. Uh, that being said, I could probably continue to watch it. Can I tell you a... Uh, By all means. Okay. I mean, how much time? We, we got time. We got some time. All right, so this most recent, it was a two-parter, right? Yeah. So they have this science officer on board that is basically just an automaton, and its mission is to interact with all the people in the starship, basically like uh, the this universe's version of the Federation, mm-hmm. so the planetary union. Union. So he's acting as like an emissary from this planet to see if they want to join the union. That's like the overarching his like backstory, right? Okay. So eventually he starts like interacting and trying to get all as much information as he possibly can. He starts dating the ship's doctor just because he's like, I need to find out what this love like you know like he yeah. so there's a st- overarching story arc there and he becomes like integrated in their family right okay so uh, this the first part of this episode he like shuts down and then the doctor is like I don't know I can't fix him he's too advanced so they they make a case the captain Seth MacFarlane yeah uh, makes a case to be like we need to see if we can take him back to his home planet and see if they can fix him. And the admirals are like, you know what? You've been trying to get him into the planetary union. It's a hell of a reason to go in there. And like, but you're going to be out of like communication reach. You're going to be on the other side of the galaxy, right? Yeah. So they decide to go to the home planet and they find out that everybody on the planet is one of these fucking robots right oh. it's not he's not like an ms a droid gather uh, information gathering droid everybody's these fucking robots and they take him and like the borg yeah well i mean like yeah they kind of look like uh 
Do they look like robots? They don't look like humans that have been technified, I guess. Okay. They look like they're just standard, like... Standard robot robots. So, um... So they, they, they're like, we, can you please turn this back on? Like They're like, we turned him off remotely because he had collected enough data for us to reach our conclusion. And they're like, but he's part of our crew. you got to turn him back on. So they turn him back on, and uh, the robot's like, I'm not coming back onto the ship. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. And that causes some drama because, you know, it's like, oh, but you're part of our crew. And it's like, but I do not feel this love, you know, like, so they, uh, they decide that they're like, all right, well, he's not coming on the, he's come, not coming with us. So they give him this big send off, like a going away party. Yeah. And, and he feels the love. No. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. So he decides that he's still leaving. And one of the kids of the doctor decides that he loves this robot as his surrogate father figure and decides to go down to the surface of the planet to, like, find him. But he can't. And he, these two guards, like, see him, and he, like, hides. Uh, sorry, I'm getting way too in-depth no, with this. this. Right. But uh, basically... The crew's like, hey, we want you to join the Planetary Union, and they're like, we need to think about it. And so they're waiting for the them to prepare the robot, their, you know, Isaac, their yeah. crew member, and they're waiting for the decision. And while this is happening, the kid goes down to the surface to look for his robot. Is there? And he, like, he, he ends up going below ground. Oh, danger Will Robinson. Yeah. So, meanwhile, on the ship, they're like, there's all these fucking pods underneath the surface. And uh, there's, like, weird energy signatures. And it's like, well, there's a whole bunch of them. Matrix. Yes, maybe. But so, they're like, the robot's like, I'm not coming back with you. And it's they find out that there was originally, like, biological life but they built the robots, and then the robots came to the Ultron logical conclusion to wipe them out. That would be the most efficient. And then... Or using his batteries. I don't know. Like the Matrix. So they decide they were like... They send somebody down to find the kid, and they find the kid, but he's under these underground tunnels, and they just see fucking mountains of skeletons. And it, so they were like, what the fuck? You killed all the biological life forms. And they're like, now you know our plan. And they were, they fucking were like, we have come to the conclusion that biological life form will ultimately enslave the robot kind or whatever. So it must be eliminated. Huh. And then... So they're like the Borg. They are. The Borg equivalent right. for, for Orville. Right. So huh. they take the crew hostage... And they're like, you're going to take us to Earth under the guise that you're escorting us there to sign the Treat. planetary agreement. Yeah. And we're just going to fucking wipe Why out Earth. Oh, man. So they take off, and the entire crew is put in the shuttle bay, and the robots pilot the fucking Orville back to Earth. And that's the end of part one. Oh, do you want me uh, to tell you part two? No. <laughs> oh, man. Save it for the next episode. Ah. But people hang on that. 
It's a good one, man. And it's like it I should just check it out again. You should. I should. I should just watch it. I don't know if Ez would watch it, but I'll, I'll make her watch one episode. She likes Seth MacFarlane, but she doesn't necessarily like space stuff. Hmm. Uh, like she she couldn't watch Firefly. She just wasn't into it. Well, can I just tell you this one last thing? Yeah. One of the only jokes in the fucking. Uh, episode because everybody's worried about oh it's just gonna be like a comedy about Star Trek whatever. But it's not. It's not. There's a part where they're just like standing around waiting for these robots to make their decision about joining before yeah. they take you know forcibly take them over. And they're just all standing around. And these robots are just like you know everyone's like just standing at a station pushing buttons. Seth MacFarlane's like, is there any chairs on this planet? <laughs> See, it's a simple yet effective. I watched I watched the first two episodes, and I I guess part of the reason why I stopped watching it is because I thought it would be a fun, I thought it would be funnier because mm. it's Seth MacFarlane, right? But it wasn't. It was more poignant mm-hmm. than it was funny. There's some heavy episodes of it. Man. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's real good, and I should watch it. Well, just give it a chance if you want. But if not, I totally understand. Oh, I, um, I'm all right with it. Well, let's. What else we got going on? Nothing? Save it for uh, for next time. Yep. I think we gave the, the fans an hour. Oh, I would say go to see Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, I think you should if you've seen all the other MC movie, MCU movies. It raises questions. Although I do know someone that's not going to see this movie because of uh, public comments that Brie Larson made. Who said this? Uh, I'm not giving that person's name. Oh, okay. But he won't see the movie because of the social justice warrior, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> stick it in your ear, pal. This movie was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I think it achieved what it needed to. Yeah. So, yeah. It paved go see the way. It. Yeah. Now we'll have Black Widow. Uh, well, we still got Endgame. That's true. And then we'll see Black Widow. Black Widow. And she... then the Disney Plus service comes out this year and we'll get some of the MCU characters on their own show. <laughs> that's going to be weird. But we'll cover it because that's what we do. Here that's what we do. Geeks. So you have us. Alright. Well, we'll wrap it up. Until, uh, until next time. Excelsior! Excelsior.